0: Our text for today, Ascension Sunday, is the Gospel of Luke, the last chapter of the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, and I'll begin reading at verse 44 and go through the end of the Gospel. Then Jesus said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, And the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then Jesus opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my Father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then Jesus led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven." And they worshipped him. And they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple blessing God. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Back in the 1990s, many Christian youth and some Christian adults began to wear bracelets with the letters www. J.D. on them, and that stood for what would Jesus do, and that was a way of Christians helping ourselves to understand how to act ethically, how to treat other people, and how to make decisions. It actually goes back to a book that was written in 1896 by Charles Sheldon entitled In His Steps that had a subtitle what would Jesus do? And that is an important question. It does help us make decisions in life. And as important as that question is, as important as that question might help us live like Jesus, doing so is not the crux of Christianity. Doing so is not the center of what it means to be Christian, I hope that we're all nice people to one another and we do good things for one another, but Christianity certainly is that and so much more. What would Jesus do is an important question, but particularly in the life of the Christian community, we need to focus on those things that Jesus did that we absolutely cannot do. His death Burial, resurrection, and his ascension into heaven, and his gift of the Holy Spirit to his church. Those are the things that Jesus did for us in order to make us the kind of people that could do what Jesus does here in this world. So today we're celebrating Ascension Sunday. That Sunday where we remember that 40 days after the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the grave, he ascended into heaven. He was exalted into heaven to be seated at the right hand of the Father, to rule and to reign in the universe. I know that Ascension Day and Ascension Sunday is not as important or significant as, as Easter and Christmas in the Christian calendar but we need to pay more attention to Ascension Sunday and the event of Ascension in the life of Jesus Christ because it is so critical to our understanding of who Jesus is. In our text for the morning, we see Jesus first commissioning his disciples. He teaches them from the Bible And then after he gave them that Bible study, you see that he charged them. He charged them to go to the world, to bear witness to what they have seen and experienced in Jesus, and to preach repentance and forgiveness of sins to all nations. And then he said to them that before they go, they need to go first back into the city Of Jerusalem and there they are to wait wait for the gift of the Father wait for the power to come on them from on high we'll talk more about that next week when we celebrate Pentecost then there on the Mount of Olives near the city of Bethany you see that Jesus blessed them one last final time And then they watched Jesus be carried up into heaven. And as a result of what they experienced, it says in the text, that they worshipped Jesus. And then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives with great joy. And they were continually in the temple blessing God and waiting in obedience to Jesus, waiting for the gift of the Father the endowment with power, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, but more of that next week. So when we look at this text that teaches for us the events surrounding the ascension of Jesus back to the Father, we need to ask the question, so, so what does this text mean for us today? How do we apply this text in our lives today? The first thing I think is important for us to understand is the fact that this text reminds us of the importance of Scripture study in the Christian life. Here at the beginning of the text that I read a few moments ago, you you see Jesus leading the disciples in a Bible study. Wouldn't you love to be part of that Bible study? So I hope that during this strange season surrounding uh, the coronavirus that you are finding time perhaps a little extra time to give to the study of scripture just open the bible in front of you and read ask the spirit to reveal to you what the spirit wants to reveal to you and just listen for the voice capital v as you read the scriptures you don't have to understand everything in the scriptures for you to begin to read and study and hear the voice of God in the scriptures. I don't understand about everything about electricity, but I'm not going to sit around in the dark until I figure it out. The second thing that I would offer you today as a takeaway from this text is this. Here in this text, we see that Christ has given us a great, great task to do. Notice, we're not just called to be nice people. We are called to carry the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We are called like these original disciples to go and bear witness to what we've experienced in Jesus Christ, to preach repentance and forgiveness of sins to all nations. That's the task that's been given to us. Also today in the Methodist church, the people called Methodists, we are celebrating what we call Aldersgate Sunday. Aldersgate was a street in London, and it was at a prayer meeting on that street in London on this day, May the 24th, 1738, that John Wesley had his heartwarming experience, and out of that heartwarming experience, that experience with the Holy Spirit, he went forth and became that fire that ignited the Wesleyan revival that now has reached all around the world. John Wesley wrote about it in his journal when he said, referring to that day, In the evening, I went very unwillingly to a society, to a meeting in Aldersgate Street where one was reading Martin Luther's preface to the epistle to the Romans. About a quarter before nine, while he was describing the change which God works in the heart through faith in Christ, John Wesley says, I felt my heart strangely warmed. I felt I did trust in Christ, Christ alone for salvation, and an assurance was given me that He had taken away my sins, even mine, and saved me from the law of sin and death. This was His experience there on Aldersgate Street on this day in 1738. And it was out of this experience that John Wesley gave Himself to be an instrument of renewal and revival for the people there in England and then Ireland and then Scotland and then the people called Methodists jumped the Atlantic Ocean and came to the United States or the colonies at that point and continued to spread that revival fire. It was out of that experience on Aldersgate Street where he Felt the experience and the presence of the Holy Spirit. He experienced assurance of his deliverance in Jesus Christ. His own personal deliverance from sin in Jesus Christ. It was from that experience that he went out to do the task that he knew that we Christians are given in the Great Commission. To go to all the nations and preach forgiveness. Proclaim repentance as the pathway into forgiveness. We are told from the historians that John Wesley, after this Aldersgate experience, he he preached 15 sermons a week on the average. He preached probably 40,000 sermons in his lifetime. And during his lifetime, he traveled more than... 250,000 miles proclaiming the good news, preaching the forgiveness of sins and repentance as a pathway to that forgiveness from sins. He gave himself to this task that has been given to us in Jesus Christ. He went forth from that Aldersgate experience, that powerful experience, and he Proclaim Jesus to the world he went forth as a witness church we are called to be witnesses to Jesus Christ we are not called to go to the world as judges to condemn or as prosecuting attorneys to judge the people around us we are simply called to go into the world as witnesses to to him witnesses to Jesus Christ, to tell the world who Jesus Christ is for us and what Jesus Christ has done for us. That is the great task that's been given to us. And then lastly, the third takeaway from this text, this text on Ascension Sunday is this. We serve... And ascended, exalted Christ who deserves great worship and who bestows great power on his people. Jesus is the King of Kings. Jesus is the Lord of Lords. I hope that you have yielded to the demands of Jesus Christ on your life. I hope that you have received the gift of new life that is being offered to you in Jesus Christ I hope that you have made him embraced him as Lord of your life but you need to understand that whether you embrace him as Lord of your life or not he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings that's what the ascension means he was exalted to the right hand of the Father, the place of power and authority for the Father, and he rules and he reigns the universe today from that place of authority. He especially rules and reigns in the heart, hearts of his followers. So he is King of Kings. He is Lord of Lords. He deserves our greatest worship. He deserves the very gift of our life the most rational, the most reasonable decision you'll ever make is to give your life to Jesus Christ, to yield to his demands, to acknowledge who he is, and then to bend the knee and bow the heart before King Jesus, the Exalted One. He was raised from the dead. We celebrate that on Easter he was raised from the dead to, to die no more. He lives among us through the power of His Holy Spirit. He is seated at the right hand of the Father today. And He rules. We are the people in the world who allow Him to rule in our lives today. The world around us does not receive the Lordship of Christ. We are the people in history who receive the Lordship of Christ. Because we know who He is. He is the one who died for us. He is the one who was raised for us. He is the one who is now exalted at the right hand of the Father. And that's why, friends, we can face anything in life because we serve this exalted Lord who bestows great power on us because of who Jesus is we can now say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me as Paul said in Philippians 4 13 we can't do all things to an extreme I can't fly I can't jump off this building and in a normal state of affairs survive but what Paul is saying when he says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me is this I can do everything that Christ calls me to do I can go through everything that Christ calls me to go through because Christ is living in me Christ is in us that is the hope of our glory we have been baptized filled with the Holy Spirit and that's why we can face anything that comes our way along the journey of life. That great Scottish preacher, Oswald Chambers, used to say, out of the wrecks I rise every time. Out of the wrecks I rise every time. Because he has risen, I rise every time out of the wrecks. Because we follow the one who has been raised from the dead and raised to the right hand of the Father, we will rise from all the wrecks of life. And even if it's that final wreck in life that takes us out of this world into the world to come, that is still a rising for us. We will just rise to that new life that's awaiting us on the other side of the veil out of the wreck, I rise every time. I hope that you know that boldness. I hope that you know that confidence, not because of who you are, but because of who He, Jesus Christ, is. Because, because of who Jesus Christ is as the ascended, exalted Lord of the church. We can face anything in life because he is the one who baptizes us in his spirit and shares with us the incarnation and shares with us his power. We'll talk more about that next week when we talk about Pentecost.